Bullish optimism is running high after stocks rallied right through a hot inflation print last week. And we see continued strength this morning. Joining us to get the conversation started, Matt Dimitrison is the CIO at Telemus Capital. Matt, what do you think? Should folks be getting more hopeful here that maybe the worst is past? If we can see risk assets firm across inflation numbers above 9%. Yeah, good morning. I think it's still maybe a little too premature to start getting that uh, bullish and that excited in this environment. We are going into, I think, a pretty pivotal earnings season, and the focus is going to be on profit margins. Uh, I think this quarter, next quarter, companies are going to have to come to reality that profit margin expectations might have to come in a little bit. And I think as a result of that, you might not want to go full-fledged into risk, asset yet, risk assets yet. So if uh, earnings are going to surprise downward, then our market naturally gets more expensive as the E for P over E goes down. Uh, what do you think people are going to get surprised by? Is it um, anything in particular? Is it just the same stuff that generally has been behind some of the weakness, supply chain problems on margin, and then for the tech stuff, this kind of slowing post-COVID growth? I, th I think some of the market is missing just how powerful incremental margins have been to the upside. You know, as you've continued, we've had this surge of demand coming out of COVID. You know, you haven't had you know, extra uh, incentive comp for executives. You haven't had, you've still had the same fixed costs on your rent expense. And so companies have done extraordinarily well. I was looking at Target this morning and Target's earnings were six and a half dollars a share going into the pandemic. And now they're, you know, they were last year, they were north of $12. Um, that's a great business. It's done extremely well during the pandemic, but a good example of just how, how significant incremental margins have been on the way up. And I think what the market has to come to grips with is incremental and decremental margins on the way down could also be painful. Okay. For uh, investors that still have to own stocks, what's the best way through it? If you have a required kind of asset class uh, denomination, uh, what's the best way through it? Do you uh, own the staples and the companies that did well during the more highly defensive sections of this bear market? Or uh, do you start to diversify maybe into things that can have potential to come back? I think for the shorter term, the more defensive securities, and we've seen that really over the last month or two, have really held up better. I think as the market resets, those might be the safer place to play. But we do think we're heading into a stock picker's market, and we've kind of seen the baby thrown out with the bathwater, and a lot of companies all selling off in tandem across sectors. And I don't think all companies are going to be facing the same pressures as others. And so we think this could be a market where uh, you could actually benefit from picking those stocks that still have stronger margins, stronger earnings, higher quality balance sheets, and are trading at pretty attractive valuations. I think you just got to pick your spot. Small cap stocks in particular an area we think is pretty attractive, particularly high quality small cap stocks right now that are trading at a pretty meaningful discount relative to their large cap peers. How do you define high quality at this point? What does a company need to demonstrate right now? Sure. I think it's, you know, good, good balance sheet. So, you know, companies that are, you know, under, you know, four or three times leverage is a, is a good thing. Uh, companies that are earning returns on capital greater than their cost of capital um, and companies that have pricing power uh, and are able to take price. We are coming up into an environment where companies thus far have been able to pass on inflation and have been able to reprice things. And I think as the consumer starting to get a little bit more sensitive, the question is, can you continue to pass on those price increases? And those companies that are going to be able to do that are going to be able to hold margins, hold their earnings, and are going to be attractive buys. On the bond side, when you're looking at corporate bonds, uh, how careful do you have to be about uh, interest rate risk at this juncture? Uh, does it look like uh, we've seen the worst for bond selling, or is that going to be a factor 
on the fixed income side still? It's a good point. I think now is a good time to really look at that maturity wall. You know, for some companies that are more levered, but don't have maturities coming up in the near term, they're going to be just fine in this environment. Those that have significant maturities that are coming due this year, or next year, yeah, they're going to have some interest rate risk where they're going to have uh, have to refinance those bonds at higher yields, and their interest expense is going to go higher. But you know, we we think the the worst hopefully is out of the bond market at this point in time, uh, based on what we see today. How do you describe right now the difference between what bonds are expecting and what the Fed is telling us is going to happen? There always seems to be this kind of gap. It waxes and it wanes. Sometimes yeah. markets more hawkish than the other. Where do we stand right now? Because at one point last week, bonds were attempting to price in a 100 basis point hike for July and then some commentary, yeah. maybe threw a little cold water on it. Where do you stand on what we should expect over the next month? It, the worst, it seems to be out of the bond market at this point. But if you look at you know one-year treasuries right now are sitting a little over 3% yield, uh, two-year treasuries sitting above that. And the Fed right now, if you look at their dot plot forecasts, are saying that the Fed funds rate should be at about 3.4% by year end. So if that transpires as expected, and we know the Fed, you know, it's hard to forecast rates to begin with, especially in this type of environment, there could be more upward pressure to interest rates. On top of that, the market clearly in the, in the intermediate to long end of the curve is starting to price in a recession, which, you know, is possible and we may indeed already be in one. Um, but at that point, you know, should we be really as inverted as we are? It is an open question, open dialogue. So I, I think there could be a little bit more pressure to go on the bond market. The flip side is the yield to worst on the Barclays aggregate index is now the highest it's been since 2009. So you actually get some carry and some yield in your portfolio that can go to help offset if some modest increases in rates uh, if they go higher from here. Okay. Uh, so we see bonds uh, continuing to try and push to sell off at what point uh, does the uh, hawkishness from the Fed risk uh, tipping us into recession? Is that what the market's been trying to figure out here the last couple of weeks? And uh, what's it telling us? Because it seems like that's been the number one discussion. Yield curve got destroyed. Still trying to figure out how stocks are rallying in that environment, but they are. Here's the 10 year minus the 90 day got annihilated, just destroyed these last couple months, Matt. Yeah, you're right. And I think that is the, that is the big question is, you know, how, how much of a recession is priced in and how severe of a recession are we going to go? Uh, we think we might already actually be in one. And so we think the, the yield curve and, and the market's kind of starting to price that in. If you look at the Atlanta GDP now number, they're already saying the second quarter GDP could be down a percent and a half. So that would be two consecutive quarters of negative GDP here. Um, and so the Fed, but the, if, you, if you listen to the Fed rhetoric, you go through their minutes, they're intent on focused on inflation. They're not focused on a recession or keeping GDP higher. They're focused on taming inflation. And it might be another few months before we start to see that ease a little bit. And so we think the Fed's, Fed's going to remain hawkish uh, well into the fall. Okay. Matt, great setup for us. Uh, reminder of the major macro themes and issues this market is uh, working through right now. Very helpful for us to kick off the week. Appreciate it. Thank you.